Live from the ACU of Texas Studios, this is the Clear Lake Today Podcast Network. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode 10. Double digits. Double digits. All right. We made it. We did. So are we official now that we've made it to double digits? I feel like as long as you make it to double digits and you still have one listener, you've made it. So does that, it, does that count? Like Greg, our producer, he has to listen. Does that count? Or? That's why we always have one what? listener. Oh. But, and we have a fan, Brittany. We do have Brittany. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I am that, a fan. Yeah. I got to be honored. I am on episode number 10. I hit du- Y'all hit double digits and y'all brought me we in. We brought I mean, you I've, in for double digits. I, yes. I wore heels. I wore a dress. I mean, everything. I was like, this, this is huge. I dressed for the occasion. I wore my pajamas. Uh, okay, not really. <laughs> well, it's kind of dressing up for you. I appreciate that. <laughs> he wore pants. Be happy. Yes. We are getting somewhere. Okay, back to business. Back to business. Back to business. It's All serious. Right. Yeah, well, welcome to episode 10, if this is your first time. Uh, I think you're in for a treat. We have Advantage Business Coaching's very own executive business coach, Brittany Green. Woo-woo. All Hi, right. everybody. Yes. Thanks for having me, y'all. She is also one of the hosts for Through the Glass Ceiling podcast. I am. We'll let you brag on that a little bit later. Thank you. All right. I'm going to brag on my girls. There you go. There you go. All right. Um, but this is noise reduction, and we want to... What, what's our tagline again for this podcast? Do you Why remember? invest in a small business coach? Why? Oh, okay. You're jumping right to the topic. That's my tagline. Oh, that's your tagline. Oh, your for this, tagline. For this. Oh, for this one. For this I episode. approve of the tagline, if anybody right. was wondering. So which, if you're, which tagline are you referring to? I was talking about the... Uh, <laughs> The, where we want to help you filter through what's just noise and what is actually useful in the financial world. Oh, well, that's your line, not that, mine. That's what I was asking. What was my line? I don't know. Not I have a hard enough time with my own lines. What's your line was a TV show. Really? Before my time, apparently. No. No. Okay. It, what was, like, they even did a remake. You know, the... Whose Wayne, line? That's who, whose, oh, whose line? Whose line is it? Maybe that's what we need to figure out. It's whose line is it anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Love that show. Drew Carey, yes. yes. They messed it up when they lost Drew Carey. They really him. did. But then he went to The Price is Right and, you yeah. know, Bob Barker retired. What are you going to do? That's Bob Barker was The Price. Yeah, they shouldn't have messed that up either. But anyway. Isn't, is he still alive? Surprisingly, yes. Oh, okay. He just retired to retire. Hmm. I just remember him from Happy Gilmore. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> An epic golf movie. There you go. Yeah. Gotta, if you want to learn about golf and hockey and how they both work together, yeah. just watch Happy Gilmore. Let's keep him off of movie lines, Don't please. watch the movie. <laughs> I'll stay away from Joe Dirt this time. Right. Please, no Joe Dirt. Okay. So, so business. We're going to actually talk about business. Yes. So Why invest in a small business coach? Yeah. So Focus. if you're a small business owner, this episode's for you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, maybe you might want to be afterwards. That's a good way to prepare if you're looking at opening up a small business. There you go. So. All right, Brittany. So first question. Do you want to pose the first question? Do you want me to pose the first question? Um, I'll answer the question. I'll ask the question. Ask, okay. I want to answer oh, yeah, it. She's going to answer the question. I'm just going to sit back, relax. <laughs> I'm gonna, I brought my coffee. Uh, I'll just chill back here. <laughs> so, so Brittany, okay, in your words, what exactly does a small business coach do? That's a really great question. I actually wrote out an answer to that question. Yes. Um, so, you mean to tell me you don't have it memorized? 
I do, but you know, it's an, it's interesting. I was sharing with uh, with you guys before we actually started on air, and Greg may have this recorded. Um, I actually <laughs> posed this question to some folks in my industry, and I didn't like their answers, so I wrote my own. Okay. Um, so what exactly a small business coach does, or at least what we do at Advantage Business Coach, is that we work to help business owners identify their weaknesses. And then we build a customized program designed to help them improve their business. So it could be that they're looking to buy a business, they're looking to grow an existing business, um, market their business better, or just plan for their retirement years, which you guys have done more than one episode on. And life insurance was episode nine. I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> so how we go about this? Okay, so how do we how do we build this custom plan? A couple of different ways is through our 21 Silver Bullet Coaching Program, our 360 Comprehensive Business Analysis, and through that analysis process, we end up providing folks with two different business valuations, so their future, what it could be worth in five years, and then the I want to get rid of it or buy it today number, um, as well as our marketing boot camp. Boot camp. Boot camp. That sounds scary. It's not scary. I'm actually very nice. Sounds exhausting. It is that. Okay. <laughs> for me. For you, right? For me. For me. Not for them. The, 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 my, all my clients that have gone through this, they've, they've come out on the other side successful. You know, the way it's designed is that you can, we, de, we devise a, a strategy and then we implement it and we tweak it. And then after about four months or so, we have a conversation of, do you want to take this over and start doing it on your own or do you want me to keep it? And then they make that decision. And in the last two-ish years, I've only ever had two business owners take it over and want to do it themselves. And they change things. It's not going as well as it used to, but yeah, everybody else has stayed with me. So, sure, sure. you know, it's been, uh, it, it's been a great program and it's not too terribly painful. Good deal. Okay. So in this current um, environment that we're in. The okay. good way to put it. The yeah. COVID I'm environment. I'm trying to put it as politically correct way as I possibly can. During pandemic punch time. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, what are a couple of challenges? Or do you, Okay, let me back up. So do you use the word challenges? Do you use the word problems? Do you use the word opportunities? I mean, do you? Do you like try to sugarcoat it or do you just say, no, these are issues. We need to fix them. Challenge so what, what accepted. Are, yeah. <laughs> right. So my dad's my business partner. He, he would go, he would not sugarcoat anything. I'm, I'm the sugarcoater. Okay. Um, so he would call it a problem. Um, what we go for is that we want to identify the challenges to turn them into opportunities. So, you know, a good old fashioned SWOT analysis, so strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats, allow us to discover, okay, what problems or issues, challenges are you facing? And then we categorize them to then turn them into opportunities. So you, you, you do try to maybe change the uh, perspective. Exactly. So gotcha. for some people, they may look at something that it is an issue or a challenge or it's the thing that's standing, the roadblock standing between them and success. And when in actuality, it, there's if you tweak it a little bit, it'll, it's actually an opportunity for them to be successful. So sometimes it's a mindset change. Sometimes it's a procedural change. Um, and sometimes it's throwing all of it out the window and starting over from scratch. Okay. So what are what are a couple of that you're seeing right now that are have been uh, maybe some some challenges that small business owners are facing and maybe some ways you've been able to help? Good, really great question. Um, so we've seen March and April were kind of mid March to about the end of April were a black hole for business, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, shutdowns and government stuff and this stuff and that stuff. It just it wasn't it wasn't a good time. 
So once Texas started reopening in May, we started seeing business owners reevaluating, what do I do now? And so the questions they started asking themselves were, number one, how do I let people know I made it through the pandemic? You know, I'm still in business. So marketing strategy came into play a lot, but it was also how do I let my customers and potential customers know that it's safe to come here? But what some marketing companies and some actual businesses end up doing is they went too far. Um, perfect example is a lot of the pizza restaurants. They say, hey, you know what? After it comes out of the oven, we never touch it. Well, it made people think, were you touching my food before? All of <laughs> That's happened? exactly what I said. I saw the commercial and I said, why are they ever touching my food when it comes out of the oven? Right, exactly. It's like, it, it it's coming a, out of 450 degree oven. It's pretty hot. You don't want to touch it anyway. And plus, you know, if you are touching it, should it, be ew. like a lock and key combi- combo on the pizza box or something. <laughs> now, yeah. see, at Little Caesars, they put they put it in like the lock box and right. you have to have the code to get that. I love that thing, by the way. Oh, me too. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, it's cheap pizza and they put it in a box. I'm excited. Yeah. And they don't touch it. And they don't touch it. And so, you don't have to talk to any. Okay. Anyways, anyway, sorry, sorry, so, so, you know, so some businesses kind of went a little bit too far on mm-hmm. that one. So it's finding the happy balance between letting people know it's safe and, you know, hey, the, we, we, we don't do any of that weird stuff we used to do before, like, like touching my pizza, whatever. <laughs> um, so that was the first thing that we saw happen. The next thing that we saw was business owners being, okay, this is, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm done. I want to sell this business. I want to get out. Or you had folks that had gotten laid off or furloughed or whatever, and they've decided, you know what? this isn't ever going to happen to me again. I'm going to go into business for myself. So you had a lot of folks that were deciding to either buy a business or sell a business. So our valuation program, that 360 CBA became very popular and is still very popular right now. The reason being is, is that we stop at the end of 2019. 2020 doesn't count yet. We won't actually start putting much weight into 2020 numbers until March of next year. So if someone's looking to buy or sell a business, this is the golden time to do that because your list price doesn't include 2020 stuff. Oh, nice. So we're actually working with business brokers all over Houston to work with their folks of, okay, let's get it valued by an independent third party. I'm not a business broker. I don't don't want to sell your business. I I just want to let you know, here's a fair price. Because every business owner has this magic number in their head. They're like, my business is worth $5 million. Yeah, it's a sentimental number, I think. It is. <laughs> and then once we get our hands on the financials and we go through our process and it's like, mm, I got to pop that bubble and say, you know what? It's only worth about half a million. Eesh. Perfect example. Um, we had one just recently that um, was out of Austin. And um, it was a husband and wife. They're having to sell a business because the husband's been having some health issues. Mm-hmm. And so they sent me five years of financials. They were gorgeous. Very me, very, very happy as a, a finance person to see this in all of its glory. <laughs> and so value the business. They had no clue. And I was able to tell them, hey, you can actually sell this for just shy of a million dollars. And to the family who's been going through a lot of medical issues, that was, that was a great thing for them. On the flip side, <laughs> we had a barbecue restaurant that thought their business was worth almost $2 million. Well, they go through our process, and it's worth about a half million dollars less than that. Ouch. So it's only worth about one point two. So 
from working with our folks, like our business brokers or you know even a buyer, being able to tell them, hey, here's here's what it's actually worth, and they get to blame us. You know, it's like we, we're the ones that pop the bubble. They're not involved in this in any kind of way, so they don't have to take any of that responsibility. You get to be the bad guy. I do, and I don't mind because <laughs> after I hang up the phone, I'm done. They never talk to me again, so you know it's okay. I get to be that mean lady. Um, and then the other thing um, that we saw was employees. So a lot of businesses had to let employees go. And it was very unfortunate to see so many people lose their jobs. And now that, you know, businesses got PPP, they are actually in a position where they can actually hire their employees back. They don't want to come back because they're making more on unemployment than they would if they actually went and got a job. So business owners are struggling to find employees, period, let alone good staff, any staff. So that's been a huge issue for folks as well. So in that instance, it's a little bit more involved of trying to solve that issue, whether it's bringing in an HR company to work with them or what have you, or if we can sometimes handle it in-house. Gotcha. Good stuff. So one thing, a misconception, I think people feel like in order to get a business coach, you need to be like on the verge of losing your business. I mean, aren't you really useful even if you're doing great? Yes. Please don't wait until, you know, the walls are falling down um, to hire me because I, I, I'm good, but I'm not a miracle worker. Um, so, you know, the best time to hire someone is whenever you're doing really well, because most of the time you've done everything that you can do to get to this point. You don't necessarily know how to get to the next step. How do I break through this particular um, barrier that I'm at. And it might not even be a bad barrier. It's the difference between how do I take this from being a half a million dollar company to a million dollar company? Or how do I get this from I don't actually take a paycheck to I'm making enough money to take a paycheck? So if you're in that kind of situation, that's where you know you want to bring someone like us in because we're actually going to start with a assessment to where you tell me where you think you are. You're going to score yourself at one through five and tell me where you think you are. So you actually have a greater say in what we coach you on than I do. Because hmm. if I don't have your buy-in, I can talk until I'm blue in the face. And I can talk until I'm blue in the face. <laughs> but if I don't have your buy-in, you know, I'm wasting air. Right. So that's why we start with that assessment and say, hey, Re, tell me where you think you are. Nelson, tell me where you think you are. And I love working with family businesses because you both have a different idea of where your business is. Your business, while you work in it together, you both have a different idea of where it's at. So I want to find out where Reese's head is. I want to find out where Nelson's head is. And then actually create a plan to that satisfies both of your desires for your business. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. So then it would be safe to say that if you if your business is already doing well, mm-hmm. then you have more flexibility to improve on it than if everything is on fire and all all you have at your disposal is a fire extinguisher. Right, if the squirrels are running around with their tails on fire, it's a little bit harder. Um, You know, we've seen businesses be in a really bad cash position and we've gotta go into like emergency mode of getting cash into the business or else they're gonna close in six weeks. That was literally my first client. Hmm. Oof. Crash burn, crash course, and how to be a coach. Um, so, because you're going to have more financial flexibility, mm-hmm. as well as you're going to be a little bit more open to trying different things because you you know how you got to here. So let's try something a little bit different. And it's usually not if you're a successful business, if you're, you're if you're kind of in that place, then I'm usually not going to come in and throw everything you've done out the window. 
we're going to assess what you've done and then make little tweaks and, and little, just little tinkerings to get it to where it needs to be. Gotcha. Okay. You know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, we kind of have similar conversations with uh, clients that are not business owners mm-hmm. and saying, hey, it, you know, it's our job to take you from where you are, wherever that is. You know, you could be doing really well in saving for your financial goals or uh, you could have done nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've already have started a process, you know, we can help you take you from where you have gotten to to where you want to go. Right. And so it sounds very similar to what you do with your your business clients uh, when it comes to their businesses. It is. And actually, we recommend to our clients to get themselves a financial advisor. So we actually recommend a business owner has four, four things, four people in their corner. Is um, one, to have a good accountant number or cpa whatever you whatever you feel like i don't i don't care have you have somebody who, just make them good make them good make sure they're reconciling <laughs> those financials so by the time they get to me i'm not pulling my hair out um <laughs> number two is to have a financial advisor so that whatever your personal or business financial goals are you know you guys have taken the reins and are helping them achieve those personal goals because if they're achieving good personal financial goals, the business also benefits Mm -hmm. from those things because they're not stressed and they're not taking money out of business to finance personal stuff. So we want them to have a good financial advisor. We want them to have a good business attorney because the, you guys are making them the money. The, the, the accountant's making sure everything is reconciled the right way. The business attorney is there to protect it and make sure everything is good. And then I want you to have a good business coach. I would prefer it to be me. Um, <laughs> but it, to where we're building the business to where you want it to be so that we can actually build up that revenue so you're taking a bigger owner draw so you have more money to get to the financial advisor so the accountant has more to reconcile so the business attorney has more to protect. So if you have, you know, think of it like as a little four or four poster stool if you have those four people underneath you, then you will have success. And if you need a good financial advisor, I'm sitting next to to a good one. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, who would have thought that we would recommend small business owners have the same four people on their team? I, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. It's not a conspiracy. I swear, <laughs> <laughs> it's not the grassy knoll. And you know, believe it or not, we didn't rehearse that either. We so, did not. No, no, we didn't. no, that was actually. A genuine question. It's not on the official paper. I I even have a graphic of this long before I ever met these two. um, (laughs) Of that's that's what you need because as long as you have those, you're going to be successful. Promise. And I think people forget that it frees up time. Even if you are able to do some of these things, pick you know here and there, time is priceless, especially as a small business owner. We just don't have enough. We don't. Because, you know, I've actually written books on this is that as a small business owner, as a owner of a company, I am the owner. I am the HR person. I am the accountant. I am the salesperson. I am the janitor. And that's just my business job. You know, then I am, I'm a daughter. I'm a caretaker. I'm a this. I'm a that. I got a lot going on. You got three kids, you know, your (laughs) mom and your wife and your, you know, it's like as a business owner, you wear more than one hat. So if you can take as much off of your plate and put it onto somebody else all the better and if you can do that with your finances it gives you a certain level of confidence that you can do other things like if you're not worried about finances you know you're you're a happier person oh absolutely sure sure absolutely well i mean finance is probably the biggest stress that mm-hmm. you know most 99 percent of people can identify with yes so um so what are maybe one or two 
of the big ways that you, or more, how am I trying to word this, most common ways that you um, work with business owners, or, or maybe a better question is, what are one or two items that say, okay, I've done this a hundred times, or you know, with every business, it seems like this is always the the theme with that business owner. Do you do you have one of those? And and maybe is it like a uh, the biggest pushback you get? Like, no, 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 I'm not doing that, or I don't need to do that, or what? judging by that smile, she's got one. <laughs> I think she's got a couple or ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been in this business how many years? I think I'm going on ten years of being in business coaching. Yeah, I've heard it all. Um, but you know, it all boils down to the kind of the same stuff. The number one thing that everybody tells me that they don't need, and is always the number one thing they do need, is a good marketing plan. Hmm. Everybody says, you know what? I got this. I spent $30,000 on my advertising last year. Oh. I got this. Right. Number yeah. one, you spent too much. Uh, I actually just valued a business the last couple of days, and the company is spending anywhere between fifteen dollars and $30,000 a year on their advertising budget. Oof. And they wonder why their valuation isn't coming back great because they're spending 10 times more than what they're making. Hmm. So that's kind of the big thing that we see is that businesses spend too much money is that they're not spending, you know, I'm all for advertising, obviously, because I'm a marketing strategist. So there's a certain level of money that has to be spent. Uh, I, you know, it's not a naive thing there. So, you know, and I, but if you're going to spend money on advertising, spend it wisely, spend it on a strategy, and then whatever's left over, use that for your advertising dollars or have two budgets. Um, you know, don't tell somebody, yeah, I have a $2,000 budget for, for every month. And it's like, that $2,000 budget includes my pay-per-click, my advertising. Uh, it also pays a couple of my employees. But, you know, I set aside $2,000. So the big thing we see, um, to answer your question, is is marketing. And the other thing is is that just companies spend too much money. You know, there's too much being spent expenses. And it doesn't matter what kind of business we look at, no matter the industry, there's always a couple areas that you can look at to to decrease your expenses. Um, and you guys actually touched on this in your last episode, um, is insurance. So y'all were talking about life insurance and mm-hmm. that just by switching your policy to a different company, you can actually decrease your rates because you guys just did that for somebody if I was listening correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Go team. So <laughs> um, I, I w- that's always the first place I tell somebody to look at is go shop your insurance because rates, especially right now, everybody's dropping their rates because just, you know, risk is lower right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I shopped my car insurance and saved like 200 bucks nice. a month. So hold on, let me make a note of that. I need to shop my car insurance, so shop your car insurance, <laughs> shop your business insurance. Um, and you guys were actually talking about like buy, sell and for insurance purposes, get your company valued mm-hmm. Buy a neutral third party first. And I'm pointing at myself. Um, <laughs> before you do that policy so that you're not building a policy on your magic number instead of your real number because we've seen that happen you know partners like hey yeah i need to get a you know insurance policy on a three million dollar business you're barely doing half a million why why do you want to pay extra in premium i mean really so yeah that's that's always kind of like our number one place that we tell people is go look at your insurance and shop it first and then you can decrease your expenses from there yeah the answer is not always to throw more money at it i think people forget (laughs) just doesn't always solve all your problems. Just because so. you have a credit card doesn't mean you should use it. Amen. There is a right way to use a credit <laughs> yes. card and putting everything on it is not the answer. Yes. Right, right. Even when you get Amazon rewards, unless you're paying it off. Or are, airline miles are, are, or... Are you speaking to yourself about Amazon? Or? 
You know what? We have a kickboxing sh- wish list, and you just need a backup off of it. Okay? Uh oh. We send each other things. So but my financial advisor said, as long as I pay my credit card off every month, I'm allowed to have those rewards. So. And who's your financial advisor again? I'm going to talk to that financial advisor. I don't think he really knows what he's talking about. Well, let me send you his contact number. I have it in my phone. Oh, no, I know him. I know him pretty well. Oh, really? Yeah. Me and him are going to have a conversation later. (laughs) Me, myself, and I. Oh, gosh. All righty. So then, how do we know if we need a business coach? Is there any kind of tall, you know, maybe alerts? Oh, I can answer that one. If you own a business. (laughs) <laughs> that's the number one answer if you own a business please call me my number is um <laughs> you can't there's, tell we're friends can you there's um, got to be signs that there, really there are, just catch your attention there are flags that present yes. themselves that you need a business coach if there are squirrels running around with their tails on fire big big sign but um you should have had one like 10 years ago, probably. But anyway. Yeah. Right, yes. You should have started like a long time ago. Um, so if you're feeling stuck, so if you're feeling like you've hit a wall, okay, you know, don't don't literally hit your head against the wall. But if you feel like you're, you've hit a wall and you're not, it feels like all you're doing is horizontal movements, you're not making any steps forward, give us a call because we can figure out where you are in a matrix and see, okay, what, what step are you in? Are you in growth? Are you in chaos? Are you in, are you all the way to freedom? So you know, our goal is to get people to, to freedom. So freedom means that I have a successful business. You know, you guys could go on a two week Caribbean cruise and the office runs. Now we're talking. You were actually (laughs) sitting in your office chairs. That's, that is the kind of our definition of a successful business. So, um, if you are having problems coming up with a plan or you're on plan 66 of A through Z and now you went into numbers, um, if you're on 66, we needed to talk at like B. But um, if you're just having problems with your planning, it feels like nothing's working, give us a call. If you're feeling overwhelmed, this is a huge one, especially right now in our current situation, I guess is a good way to put it. Business environment. Business environment um, (laughs) is that you can feel like everything is coming at you from every direction and nothing is going right. Honestly, it's not as bad as it seems like. I know it sounds crazy and you're probably going, you're sticking your tongue out at your phone or radio or whatever you're listening to this fabulous podcast on at me, but I promise it's not as bad as it Yes, as it you seems. were talking, we're talking to you. Yes, yeah. we are talking bad. to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. All right. Thank good. You. Close your mouth. Um, <laughs> it's not as bad as it seems, but if you are, have that overwhelmed feeling, you know, it's what we do is we literally take you and we make you take a step back. Okay, and look at your business from an objective point of view. We've been very emotional and people are making emotional responses to situations that are going right now because they don't know what to do. We've haven't faced a situation like this pretty much ever right. to, to, to this degree. So you know, we've dealt with pandemics in the past, but not on this level of whatever. Of crazy. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for filling in the word for me. Um, so, you know, it can be, it can feel like you're burnt out. It can feel like, you know what, you're ready to throw in the towel. If you're there, let's start with evaluation and see if you truly are there. Sometimes whenever a business actually sees a bit, an owner sees their, their business from our perspective, they're like, Oh, it really isn't that bad. I want to stick with this. And we're great, great with that. But if it decides of, you know what, I really do want to sell it. We've got some fantastic people that can help you do that. You know, and, and I, not to interrupt, but sure. I think that's a, a, a great, you know, um, idea there is that when you, as a business owner, I think if you can take a step back 
and evaluate your business mm-hmm. and real and kind of see truly where it is and and if it is successful that can also re-energize you absolutely and, and, and say oh wow you know i am doing really really well um it just doesn't feel like it right this moment because i have so many items on my plate mm-hmm. but and i'm working I'm, 29 hours a day right but i'm doing well <laughs> things are going things are going better than i thought and so let me get back to it you know, right. and it can re, yeah, re- recharge those batteries so people ask me the favorite part about being a coach what's my favorite part and it actually has to do with that that step back that you were just talking about and getting re-energized is that you know a business owner by the time they get to us they have some kind of issue they're mentally not somewhere positive and so sometimes it takes two weeks sometimes it takes four weeks sometimes it takes eight weeks it, every every person's a little bit different but all of a sudden you see it in their head they turn this corner in their own mind from, you know, the world is falling apart to, hey, we we got this. There's a light at the end of this tunnel. That turn is my favorite part about being a coach because we were able to enable, we were able to enable them, I have words, and I can put to a sentence, to, to look past the doom and gloom situation that they're in and actually see that there is a positive thing. There is, you know, there, there is better, better times ahead. Um, the other thing I tell people is that um, you need accountability mm. in your business. If you feel like you don't have somebody to answer to, then because you're the boss and you're like, who, who who am I supposed to ask this question to? And you're looking at the mirror like, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to answer that question. Um, <laughs> I always know. get told that it's going to be ran up the chain, but it never goes anywhere. Yeah, I try to get my dad to fire me on a daily basis, but he doesn't ever do it. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I've got that problem, too. <laughs> Please fire me so I can go to sleep. No, but dang it. Um, so you need that level of accountability. And I will even, I'll be in a sales call with somebody and I'll tell them, if you hire me, you don't hire me. Whoever it is that you interview after me, if you're going to interview more than one person, ask them how they're going to hold you accountable because mm-hmm. if they're not going to hold you accountable you're wasting your money right because you know i get to be cool aunt brit in everybody's business i'm not your parent i'm not your spouse i'm not anybody but that but i get to be cool aunt brit that you get to come to and say hey so can i go get my ears pierced sure so i get to be that person you know for for our business owners it's hey how do i do this you know they kind of be saying with you know a level of hope of hey how do i start a facebook group to establish myself as an expert this is how we're going to do it or you know they come to me with a situation and that's the answer is we set them up a group to do so so you know i get to be i don't have to be the the, the hard one <laughs> and, you know i just get to ask them so rihanna did, did you make your sales calls today Oh, you didn't. Okay. Well, um, well, why? And then no ears piercing for me. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's not, I don't care what the answer is. If you told me I wanted to make 10 sales calls last week and you didn't do it, I want to find out why, because there's something, there's a roadblock between you and picking up that phone. It could be that you're afraid of rejection. It could be that you don't have a script. It could be a million and one things. I want to know what the one thing is so that we can work through that issue so you can't actually do what you want to do. Hmm. So that's accountability, folks. Keeping me on task. That's pretty much. And, Good and luck. Account- <laughs> accountability seems to be a, a dirty word for a lot of people. It is because you know people translate it into, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. Um, but <laughs> that's what it is. You know, you need you need somebody to be able to tell you not necessarily what you're supposed to do, but I want you to tell me what do you want to do, and then I'm going to ask you, did you do it? And if you didn't do it, why? And if you did do it, I want to know how well it went. 
One of my clients yesterday, she finally had her first sales call. I've been working with her for two months. She had her first sales call with a prospect. I threw my entire agenda, the one I wanted to talk to her about, out the window. We spent 54 minutes just talking about that call. Awesome. What are the next steps? What do you do next? What? And I won't talk to her again until after she has her follow-up call with this prospect. So we're running through worst-case scenarios. Okay, what do you do if this happens? What do you do if this happens? What do you do if this happens? Let's say that everything went great and they sign. Okay, what's your procedure for invoicing? How are you going to get them started? How do you do this? So... You know, it went from, you know, hey, I just had a prospect call to, all right, how do you get the paperwork done after they say yes? So that's the level of, of accountability that's there is it's not just saying, hey, Nelson, did you do what you said you were going to do to, okay, once you get this deal done, what do you do? Right. So. And that's not stuff that we're taught in college or high school or, you know, business owner or not. Nobody walks you through that unless you have a business coach. So. Exactly. There, you can't get a PhD in business and still know how to invoice somebody. They don't teach you that. They teach you right. theory. Mm. And they don't teach you what to do if somebody says, no, thanks. No. no. That comes from a sales coach. Yes. <laughs> so, so can I make another safe statement? So is it safe to assume that if you feel, if you're afraid of someone holding you accountable, then you need a business coach to hold you accountable? Yes. And if you tell somebody, hey, I'm coachable, you probably aren't. <laughs> <laughs> I will never tell you truth. that I'm coachable. Thank you. But I'm coachable. <laughs> you probably aren't. No, it's, no, it's so not. funny. I I'm, have people come to me and tell me, I am so coachable, you can tell me anything. Okay, so I have to sugarcoat everything for you. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. So I had another thought, and it just kind of Left whoo, you. went. Yep. H- happens to me every day. Yeah, well, you know. Um, so is there anything else that you can think of that you think, hey, you know, this is probably an important thing that, that should be covered? Um, basically, what I would say is it doesn't, if you've been in business for at least two years, you know, get your company evaluated so you know where you're at so that you can start doing exit planning now. Even if you're planning on hanging on to your business for the next 10, 15, 20 years, you still need to do strategic planning. And that's kind of like the first step is knowing where your business is at. Um, so start there. Um, if you're leaking, thinking about exiting your business, um, get a business valuation um, so that we can exit you the right way. Um, but, you know, interestingly enough, the first question I ask everybody is, so Nelson, how do you want to exit this business? Mm, they can roll me out of my, roll me out of the, out the door in, just in, my, push you in my in chair, in my office to chair, the, yeah. to, to yeah. the funeral home. Yeah. Ooh, literally, yeah. we have two completely different ideas on that. <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed it. So no retirement for you, retirement for you. Yeah. Got it. Um, I so if you could prop me up, you know, I can still do my job. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, so that's kind of where we start is I want to know how you want to exit your business. So we know how to build it the right way. Um, cause there's a, there's a couple different ways to going about building, building a business, but we want to know where you want to be. So we know what to do. Cause for some folks it's, it's passing that business off to their kids. You know, my dad and I are building this business so that I can take it over someday. Um, so, you know, we're building it in a very particular direction. Um, we have some businesses that it starts off that way and then it ends up being the kids don't want it. So we've got to get it ready for somebody else, an outsider to come take it over. So, you know, your plans can change, which you guys are very familiar with plans changing. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, probably more than I am. Um, so if, if, if you're scared to make a plan, don't be because it's, it's not written in pen. It's written in pencil. We can erase it and, and mm-hmm. fix things. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a whole cup of them in front of us. That's okay. And planning gives you that sense of security relief. 
I really feel like it takes a lot off. And whenever you have a question, you have somewhere to go. It's like, right. oh, wait, I was supposed to. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. So if you look at that plan, it, that's why franchises are so attractive to people is because you go and you say, hey, Rhiannon, I'm going to buy your book from you for $75,000 up front, and then I'm going to pay you 5% of my annual revenue every year just so you can tell me how I'm supposed to run my business. That sounds really attractive because she's given me a whole book on how to do it. But what we do is we'll actually teach Nelson how to write his own book, and then he's not paying that 5 6 7% to a franchise, and he gets to take that investment and invest it in his business as opposed to investing it in somebody else. So we, we take small businesses and teach them how to act like a franchise without actually paying the franchise fee. So that's why those are really attractive is because everything's done for you. Right. So if you have a turnkey program already set up, you know, one, your business is worth a premium. And then two, you actually know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. There's right. a thought. Actually know what you're doing? Yeah. Instead of having to Google it. I, please don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when Google became a verb, but don't Google it. Do, do the Google. You can yeah. Google everything, right? Yeah. Don't, put googly eyes on whatever you want, but don't Google it. <laughs> like that commercial. That's where I Best got that friends part. everywhere yeah. if you put googly eyes on them. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't, quarantine didn't get that bad for me, so. <laughs> yeah, no. That I put googly eyes on anything. No. 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 no just the dog. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw pictures of the dog. <laughs> the little boxers, little stubby tail. We could put some googly eyes. There you go. Oh yeah. my gosh, did you guys see the one of the donkey where they put the googly eyes on his nose and it actually looks like a face? No, but now I'm going to have to Google it. Creepy as all get out. <laughs> Don't Google it. Just go to Facebook. All right, so this is going off the rails. Um, we're going <laughs> to pull, so, pull it back. So whenever back. you're building rapport with somebody, do not let it go off into social chatter. That was an example of what social chatter is. saved it so Uh, if somebody is listening and they're thinking oh my gosh this is exactly what i need how do they get in touch with you yes so um, this is a chance for you to kind of put your your stuff out there so people can get a hold of you and your 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 little commercial here this is a family show so i'm not going to put everything out there Um, family friendly friendly, please yes family friendly (laughs) just just, just like everything else um no seriously y'all um if something we've said has resonated with you you're like oh my gosh i need them um give us a call um our office number is 832-492-4617 i promise we will answer the phone um or you can email me directly at Brittany period green just like the color there is no e at the advantage it is the longest email address ever um, i cannot give anybody any mess over a long email address um, or you can find us on facebook um, you will see our women in business coach which is my uh, my brand uh, logo there you can book a free consultation with us to take 30 minutes just talk about where you're at where you're going how can we help you you know, if it's evaluation, if it's marketing, if it's growing your business through our coaching program, whatever it is, uh, we're here to help. And if we, if there's something we need to bring somebody in to help you with, like you need a financial advisor, I've got a really great one. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't tell him that. Oh. Hmm. I know his head kind of got a little bit <laughs> bigger see, see as we've gotten through this episode. And now we have women listeners out there as well that might be interested in your podcast that you do. Ah, yes, our podcast. So our podcast is called Through the Glass Ceiling. Uh, it is, there are three of us, uh, myself, uh, Janet Cohn, who is a account exec with uh, a large food distribution company, and Emily Crone, who is an associate attorney at Greer and Adams. The three of us are the Through the Glass Ceiling ladies or glass ceiling gals. Uh, you can listen to us on the Clear Lake Today podcast network. Um, and 
And so we have a couple of, I think we have nine episodes up for season two. Um, right now, our most popular is uh, Strong Mamas. So we've we've had over 15,000 listens to that episode. So apparently it's, it's really popular. popular. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for one episode to go listen to, go listen to that one. It's the three of us talking about our moms, what they taught us, and all that other great stuff. So Good awesome. stuff. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Brittany, thank you. Nelson, thank you. Appreciate you joining us. And hopefully you guys out there found some of this information useful um, or at least entertaining if or both. Hopefully both. <laughs> I would hope both. And oh, thank you guys both. for having me on episode 10. You got to double digits yeah, and I got to be digits. here. So thank you. Yeah, we yes. appreciate you. Thank you, Rhiannon, no. for, for the invitation. That was really good stuff. I took some notes, wrote some stuff down. I, I wrote down like you guys can, can help with identifying problems or challenges or opportunities, whatever word you want to use there. Insert word here. In, yeah. Um, identify solutions. Most important. Yeah. And then uh, do business valuations to help us understand how successful our business is. Yes. You forgot one. I d- Uh-oh. Well, three. Isn't it? No. Isn't it always threes? You forgot oh. that she can put out tails on squirrels that are on fire. Oh. That's important. It is important. Can she put chickens' heads back on when they've been nope. cut off and they're running around? Nope. No, only the okay. squirrels. Only the squirrels. There's no amount of duct tape for those chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Right. Well, thank you for listening to episode 10. Yes, thank uh, you for can us. reach out to us. Uh, easiest way is email info at providentoak.com. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, uh, Noise Reduction Podcast on Facebook, right? The real one. The real one. There's only one. No, there's a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot of them, but there's only one real one. They're copying us. They're, yes. There's only one that you really need. There's yeah, only, that's yes, right. exactly. The cute little guy at the coffee cup. Uh, LinkedIn. Um, we don't do Twitter because... Nobody should do Twitter. We're not Because not I'm not a twit. <laughs> <laughs> or a political show. There, there you go. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything but, else? Nope. Thanks for joining us and we hope you all have a blessed week. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.